Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with me, your host, Denise Green. And today I am here to talk with you about appreciation. Appreciation is one of those things that when we receive it makes us feel so good. I'm feeling so good today because even though I have a little cold, it is a gorgeous day here in Oakland, California. My daughter is over her cold um, and she's resting and my dog is happy eating his bone and life is good. And I'm here talking with you. I love this topic, especially now after we just talked about influence and listening, because this flows in really nicely to today's topic, which is all about how to give appreciation effectively. Now, some of you might think, well, this is kind of a no-brainer. Don't you just compliment people? Don't you just thank them? And I'm going to remind you about the podcast two episodes ago where I taught you about the platinum rule, which is simply doing unto others as they want to be done unto. And everybody wants appreciation in a very personal way, and they often don't tell us what that is. And sometimes we get it right, and sometimes we don't. And when we don't, it's almost as if we shouldn't have appreciated in the first place because it may have landed in such a way that the person felt unseen. So why does this matter? I suppose that there are some skeptics out there who say, I shouldn't have to appreciate people. They should just want to do nice things for the sake of doing nice things. They should just want to work hard for the sake of working hard. And I will remind you that humans are emotional beings, not logical beings. We can be logical. But it helps if we feel good emotions first. Because we create negative thoughts in our head all the time. Five times as many neural pathways for negative thinking as positive thinking, if I take you back to one of our first lessons. So when we don't hear genuine appreciation, we start to doubt. We start to doubt our abilities. Are we doing it right? Does this person care? Do they notice? We might feel then a dip in confidence as a result of that doubt. And we have discouraging thoughts. If we are employees, or even just in our personal lives, we might start to get disengaged. We might start to become more distant in relationships with our personal relationships, our relationships with our coworkers, and eventually we might develop resentment which is a horrible feeling, and it motivates usually horrific actions on our part that create distance and not such good results. And when we do appreciate and feel appreciated, we feel more confidence, more trust, we have stronger relationships, and all of this helps our stress levels. And when we are less stressed, we are more responsive instead of reactive. We act in ways that are mindful, intentional, and that usually lead to good results. 
So just because you express appreciation, it doesn't mean it was received. And after uh, one of my groups that I was coaching recently, we were talking about the platinum rule, and I thought to mention, oh, has anybody taken that love language, five love language test? And some people had. And even if they hadn't, they said, oh my gosh, this is it. Now, this was a work group coaching uh, cohort, but the five love languages clearly applies in this case because it talks about how people feel loved. And lo and behold, the author of the five love languages, Gary Chapman, teamed up with psychologist and consultant Paul White and wrote a version for the workplace, five languages of appreciation in the workplace. You can go check it out after this podcast. You can even take the online assessment for a little bit of money. I don't get anything off of that. I'm just saying you could do it. And I'll tell you some other ways you can figure out what your own, I'm just going to call it love language, but you don't obviously call it love language at work. So just know the context, but they're very similar. The two assessments are very similar, whether it's a work situation or a personal situation. So they break it down into five different categories of types of appreciation we can deliver. The first is words of affirmation, kind, supportive words. The next one is tangible gifts. The third one is quality time. The fourth is acts of service. And the fifth is physical touch. Now I want to talk about all of these. So words of affirmation. Lots of ways to praise somebody with words or show your appreciation with words. One way, obviously, is to give them very public praise, maybe in the form of um, a plaque, a speech, uh, a award of some kind. Um, That also gets into gifts. But you could do this very publicly. You could also do it very privately. You could do it with an email. You could do it with a handwritten note. You could just be walking by their office or their room and give them praise. But not everybody is going to appreciate all of those kinds of praise. So public praise. If you give somebody public praise who hates it, not only are they not going to appreciate it, they're going to be embarrassed, they're going to be resentful, and they are going to remember that event years later. If you give somebody an email, they might get so many compliments over email. Hey, thanks, you did a great job on that, that it doesn't mean anything. Or maybe uh, they like instant gratitude, so they really appreciate the email. You can almost never lose with a handwritten note because they are so rare. I remember uh, I had a man building a fence in my backyard. He actually had to tear down the old rickety one and put up a new one. And he was doing such amazing work. And I would, I would see him out my kitchen window as I was doing dishes. And I would just be able to watch him working up there. And he was very meticulous. And every day, at the end of the day, and these were long days, he would clean up everything and set it out of my line of sight so that all I could see was the beautiful work he'd done. I thought, wow, I'm really impressed with what this guy's doing. And I ran upstairs, I grabbed a little thank you card, and I wrote him a note. 
And I just commented on how much I appreciated that not only was he doing beautiful work, but that he was cleaning it up every single day when he didn't really need to do that and it was taking an extra 45 minutes of his time. I gave him the card and he said, Lady, in 30 years of doing this work, no one has ever given me a card. And he started to tear. He had a tear in his eye and I, I don't know who felt better. I felt so good. I know if I put a little note in my daughter's mailbox or by her bed when she wakes up, oh my gosh, it is like a tangible gift, which we're going to talk about too. She absolutely loves it. So you can get thank you cards right now off Amazon.com or your local stationery vendor, but I highly recommend you have them on hand and you just start handing them out when you genuinely feel appreciated. That is if the person likes this type of thing. Most people will. Now you have to appreciate them for something that they actually care about. What personal qualities in themselves do they most value and would feel best if if they were acknowledged? Like for example, I think I've shared with you that one of the things I really try hard to do is use people's time wisely. So one of the best things somebody can appreciate me for is doing just that and saying at the end of a coaching call, wow, this was really useful. I'm so glad I made the time to talk with you today. Boom. Wow. You don't have to write me a card. I feel appreciated. Somebody else might want you to appreciate their meticulous attention to detail. Somebody else might want you to appreciate their creative thinking or the way they facilitate a meeting or the way they make you feel. Somebody else just might want to appreciate how helpful you thought they were. And watch your intent. You don't want to give appreciation that is manipulative. Sometimes we praise people hoping to influence future behavior And they can smell that, and they don't appreciate it. It would be like if we were a manager saying to an employee, Hey, Sandy, you are such a hard worker and so detail-oriented. You are the only person I can trust to come in this Saturday and work on the TPO reports. Does that work for you? Um, Sandy is not feeling appreciated right now. And how about you? Can you tell when somebody is trying to appreciate you for something they want more of, but not necessarily something that they just genuinely appreciated in the moment. It's not that you can't praise people for things you think would be great if they do more. You just have to have the right intention and give it from this place of pure gratitude, whether they ever do it again or not. This is appreciation without strings attached. So let's talk about the second category of appreciation, and that is tangible gifts. So in the last podcast, we talked about listening. I think listening is one of the most valuable gifts you can give, but in these authors' model, it's not considered tangible, but go ahead and um, consider it definitely a form of appreciation. But a tangible gift is something that you can actually hold and deliver to somebody And just like the last category, 
these can go wildly wrong. I mean, if you give alcohol to a non-drinker, it's not going to feel like a gift. If, um, but if you give a weekend getaway to somebody who loves to go places with their partner and you've just sent them away to a place that they love, maybe it's the wine country and they do drink, then that would be something that they would really appreciate. Maybe you give tickets to the symphony to a music lover or a spa package to somebody who loves to get massages and get, get pampered. And sometimes it can just be a simple gift card. But if somebody is a millionaire, they're probably not going to really appreciate that gift card so much. I have a new client who is amazing and her customer service scores are so high. Her department is growing faster than anybody's. And one of the ways she said she does it is that she really knows her community, her potential client base, and she is in the medical care delivery. There's a lot of competition there. And she knows her client base so well that she knows that if she just brings them some frappuccinos and lattes and occasionally some donuts, that they will feel so grateful. Now, a lot of these people have a lot of money. They don't show it and they don't spend it, but they have it. So it's not like they couldn't buy their own coffee, but she knows that they feel like she appreciates them when she does this. And she enjoys doing it. One of my favorite gifts to give when I was a manager and to receive was time off, especially in American culture where it is so hard to take time off. First of all, we have such little time off. And even if we do take time off, we come back to just a deluge of work and emails. It's almost like we're being punished for taking time off. So if you can give somebody time off and have somebody else chip in, including yourself, to make sure they are not overwhelmed when they get back because a lot of their work was taken off their plate, then wow, that is a tangible gift that people will love. I will never forget when I was working on my master's thesis, I was working a full-time job at Charles Schwab and I was so burned out. I was at the, I had tremendous back pain from my car accident. I had tendinitis, um, didn't want to type anymore, and I was about to give up on my master's thesis. And my boss said, Denise, next week, for five days, you are going to be sick. You are not going to come to work. And by the end of that week, you are going to have finished your master's thesis. Said with a wink. And I just thought, oh my God, this is one of the best gifts I could receive right now. Probably at that time, it was the best gift I could receive right now. And she was true to her word. And I wrote the dedication of my master's thesis to her. And I don't think I would have my master's from Stanford if she hadn't given me that very important, very uh, tailored and thoughtful gift. The third category, so we've had words of affirmation, tangible gifts, now we have quality time. Whether it's at home or whether it's in the workplace, listening to somebody is one of the best gifts you can give. Just giving them 
the privilege and the space to think out loud. When we get that space, we come up with solutions to things that have been bothering us, or we vent emotions that we've been needing to vent safely for a long time. We let off steam, and then sometimes we will need advice after somebody has listened to us deeply and understands our situation. But they can't understand their situation unless they give us quality time. So for a new employee, they're going to need more quality time than a veteran employee. They're going to need time to learn. In your personal life, they may not need you to listen. They may just need you to sit with them at a movie or eat with them without looking at your phone. How they define quality time is up to them. We don't know if it's half an hour, an hour, a weekend, a week's vacation, but everybody is going to appreciate some kind of quality time. And sometimes we just appreciate quality time with ourselves, which, which leads me to the next category, acts of service. So when I hear the word acts of service or the phrase acts of service, I think of somebody taking out the trash for me or washing my car for me. Um, I used to be married and have somebody who would do a lot of those things. And now I am the sole CEO of my life. I don't have a COO in the house or a co-CEO. So I do a lot. And when somebody, like my daughter, volunteers to help me with something, oh my gosh, I appreciate it so much. Um, my hero in my life, my mother, comes out about every three months when I cry uncle, and she just takes over all of the administrative duties in my household. And for those weeks, I feel like I can come up for air. I can just work. I can be with my daughter. I can be with my mother. I can walk the dog. I walk the dog anyways because I need the exercise, so that's um, not really a service that I have to deliver. But for me... That is extremely value-add value, value add and extremely appreciated. So in the workplace, this is not about just delivering service when somebody asks for it. It's about noticing when somebody's overworked, noticing when they're staying late to work on a PowerPoint for a presentation, and offering to help out. And it can be about doing small little tasks in um, the household for other people. But finding out what chore somebody hates will make your active service land much better. So that's what my husband and I did when we first got together. We talked about what we liked doing, what we didn't like doing, and we divvied up the tasks accordingly. And it worked very well. Things got done. We always knew who was going to do what. And we felt like there was a nice balance. And oh, by the way, my next partner will be somebody who can cook because that is one of the things that I really don't enjoy. And because I try and multitask when I do cook, I mean, man, I'm doing everything except the taxes when I'm cooking that I tend to um, burn things sometimes. It's not because I can't cook. It's because I cannot focus when I'm cooking because I don't really enjoy it that much. I am working on this. I'm working on the zen of cooking a little bit more. But I know there are people out there that really love it, like my ex-husband. For him, it is kind of meditative. And I really uh, admire that and envy that. The last 
category of appreciation is physical touch. Now, of course, in the workplace, you're probably not going to go around hugging people. I literally know a leader who was sued by an employee for a hug. Now, I think that's a little over the top, but we are in a different era. And that doesn't mean that some people still don't appreciate hugs in the workplace. You just have to know if it's culturally acceptable and if that person is okay with it. Most everybody will appreciate a pat on the back. Um, I love to give high fives personally. I give high fives to my daughter's friends, um, to my friends. Uh, I don't know. It's just something jubilant to me. Uh, A firm handshake when you meet somebody, eye contact, um, good old pat on the back. There is a place for physical touch, but only when people appreciate physical touch. So of these five, we might appreciate all five, but we probably have a primary appreciation or love language at any given point in our lives. And it's going to change depending on your situation. So growing up, for me, um, I didn't really need words of affirmation. I knew my family loved me. Um, I worked hard just because I wanted to. And grades were really the affirmation that I needed. What I did like from my parents were gifts. We did not have a lot of money. So when I did get a gift, it was pretty special. And one of the things my parents gifted me with was my own bedroom, uh, which wasn't a big deal until I got two stepbrothers, and then it was a really big deal to have my own privacy. And I had a phone, and I had a TV. So for me, (laughs) uh, that felt pretty special, and oh my gosh, it also felt pretty necessary. Um, Later in life, when I was married, words of appreciation and affirmation became much more important to me. And my husband would sometimes ask what I wanted for a gift. And my answer was almost always a card. Now, he was a great writer, is a great writer, and he has a big heart. But he doesn't always show his feelings. When he does, it is very powerful. It's one of the reasons we got together. We were long distance, and he would write me these beautiful letters sincere, heartfelt, intelligent, well-written letters. And oh man, that still is so valuable to me when somebody gives me a compliment that really lands uh, with something that I care about. So words of appreciation are probably my primary. But when I had a baby and I had such complications It became all about acts of service. I just needed somebody to take her, keep her safe, so that I could sleep. And when she was about three months old, and I was uh, on my last nerve, I got on a plane, went to Kansas, (laughs) handed the baby over at night, went to bed uh, down the hall, and my mom pretty much stayed up all night. She might have gotten two nights, two hours of sleep. She didn't complain because my mom loves giving acts of service. She didn't complain and she just beamed the next morning knowing that I had slept until the very late hour of 6 a.m., which was 4 a.m. my time. But still, it was such a vast improvement over what I was getting. So 
for a time in my life, acts of service. Still, acts of service is pretty important to me because um, I am so busy and I have so many responsibilities. But I can do it all. I don't rest very much. Um, it's just nice when my daughter says, Mom, you do so much for me and I really appreciate it. Ha! <sighs> it's all worth it. So that's me. But not everybody in your life is going to do what I just did and tell you what their primary love language is. So how do you find out what makes somebody feel appreciated? There are a couple of ways. You can observe them. What do they offer others? If somebody's constantly giving people gifts, hmm, they probably would like gifts in exchange. Uh, what kind of requests do they make? Do they ask for help? Do they ask, how do you think I'm doing? Then they would need words of affirmation. If they ask for help, they probably would appreciate acts of service. What do they complain about? My husband never blanks. What do they complain about? My manager always asks me for blank, but never does blank. When people complain, they are giving you clues into what in their mind is missing or is wrong. You can straight out ask people. Now, a lot of people think, oh, this is going to be really awkward. But you know what? People love having this conversation with you. Just be prepared for them to not have given this a lot of thought. So you are going to possibly have to give them time. But you can literally ask people, what form of appreciation do you most like receiving? You can ask them, what personal traits do you most value in yourself? What is the most important thing about the work that you do? This gets back to the idea of influence currency. People want to be appreciated for the thing that they most care about with regard to their results and their work. You can ask people to go back into the past and think about a good time when they were appreciated in a way that felt good. People love going down memory lane in this, and they will come up with a manager or a loved one who appreciated them in a way that really landed for them. And then you can ask if it still applies. And you can ask them the opposite. When has someone appreciated you in a way that did not feel good? And that's when you'll find out Oh, well, they brought me up on this big stage and I wanted to crawl into a fetal position and then I never wanted to talk to that person again and the plaque that they gave me is now at the bottom of the ocean. You can and should ask people, what are your hobbies and interests outside of work? Then you'll know what gift would be most valued to that person. You can even ask them, if you were to get yourself a gift, what would it be? Now, people will appreciate this conversation, especially if you actually deliver on it. If you ask them all these things, but then you still get them a fruitcake, and I know there are some people out there who like fruitcake, but let's face it, that is not something that most of us like. Pretty does not taste good. I don't know. Maybe you like it. I do know one person who likes fruitcake, but we are trying not to give fruitcake appreciation here trying to give customized, thoughtful appreciation. You spend a little bit of time up front. This is not hard to do. 
And this is in the workplace, not about recognizing performance. We have performance reviews, we have awards for accomplishments. You can have a high performer who is struggling and is a low performer in any given day. They are going to need extra appreciation because they don't feel like they're living up to their potential. Something is getting in the way. What can you do and say to show them that no matter what their performance is, you value them and they are important to you, to the team, to the company, and you are there to help in whatever way they need. And when in doubt, write a note. Let people know how you feel. I love giving gifts. I love writing notes, as you know. And in my closing sessions of my group coaching, this is where I've just spent the last three months with six people. Um, And this is a time where people build bonds, they support each other, they are vulnerable, they take risks, and they grow. And when people really uh, participate fully in this, magic happens. And for me, it's one of the most fulfilling kinds of work that I get to do. So when I have this very special closing session, I make it as special as I can for them so that it's useful, so that they learn something, so that they reflect, so that they plan for the future, and so that they connect with each other. And it takes a bit of work, but I enjoy doing it. And at the end, I have them all write each other a thank you card. I bring the thank you cards because I know people don't have these on them. And I have them write a thank you card to the person who was their buddy throughout the program. And they exchange them. And that is a moment that I love. And then I hand out my appreciation, which is often in the form of, oh boy, and I'm giving this away for my future groups, but oh well, um, maybe I'll come up with something different for you. But because I don't know what everybody's love language is, um, I give a few things. I give them my book with a letter on the inside, scribed in the book, telling them how much I value and I name a unique contribution that I know that they care about and that is true. And then I give them a tangible gift that they can wear that is inscribed with a word that is of great importance. And oh man, the love and appreciation in the energy field in this room is huge. And at the end of my last group, I said, is there anything else anybody needs to say before we leave? And one of the women said, "Uh, what about you? I said, what do you mean? She said, we haven't appreciated you. And she went on to lovingly name my contribution. And she talked about how I'd created this special day for them that they would never forget. And how clearly I was living my vocation. And I don't think I'd ever had somebody say that to me before. And it felt true. And I felt such appreciation. (laughs) And later I told her just how grace, graceful, like full of grace she was. And that that was such a gift that she gave to me. It's not hard. We just have to pause and we have to say out loud the things we are thinking about somebody. And if somebody's not comfortable with words of affirmation, then we find another way of showing our appreciation. 
But I think this is something we can all work on, is when somebody compliments us from the heart, we can just say, thank you. I appreciate that. We don't have to try and dismiss, to try and hedge. Oh, no, I didn't do much. Just say thank you. And I want to thank you for listening with me today. And I look forward to the next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Work Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.